appreciate it. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Report Podcast brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. Uh, we're going to continue on with our over and under tackling the AFC South. Today, we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. As always, I'm joined by my partner in crime here, Jacob. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Excited to talk about the AFC South. We kind of went over the um, Titans and Jaguars already. We both said we would bet the under in both of those teams. The outlook not being very high on the Jaguars. And then the Tennessee Titans just kind of having that run-of-the-mill season. So I'm kind of excited to transition into talking about the Houston Texans who have had one of the um, strangest off-seasons, um, maybe in the history of the NFL. Um, I was doing my write-up for them this week. I really didn't have a whole lot to say, to be honest with you. Um, they traded DeAndre Hopkins, who one of the best receivers in football, top probably top three or four receivers in mm-hmm. football, and a fourth-round pick for David Johnson, who's probably on his last wheels, a 2022nd and a 2021 fourth-round pick. The crazy thing about that is, is the fact that the – Buffalo Bills gave up a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs. And DeAndre Hopkins is a better receiver. So they got more value for Stephon Diggs here than they did for DeAndre Hopkins. So it's kind of crazy to me to think about that as a collective whole. Obviously, you know, talking more about this, um, their key subtractions of the offseason have been very high. DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller, Carlos Hyde, DJ Reader, Jonathan Jothis, Jonathan Joseph, Barvius uh, Mingo. Uh, they did add Brandon Cooks, who I think was a very good pickup. Randall Cobb's in, in town as well. Um, a couple of key offensive tools to really try to, I don't know, maybe, you know, do something for Deshaun uh, for Deshaun Watson, who I think is one of the better quarterbacks in all of football. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year's record, 10-6, and six, won the division, lost that playoff matchup. Um, strength of schedule, they're, they have the eighth hardest schedule in football this year. Over and under in Vegas right now, seven and a half. And that, to me, that's 1,000% the DeAndre Hopkins move right there. That right there, I would tell you what, if they still had Hopkins, they'd probably be at maybe nine, nine and a half in, in, the, in the world of Vegas. But seven and a half is a very, very interesting under over under for me because it's very hard to determine what we're going to see out of Deshaun Watson, what he's able to do with Cooks and Cobb. If Cooks is healthy, Cooks is a really solid receiver. And and Cobb was pretty solid in Dallas last year. Had over 800 yards. Talked about him on the uh, Fantasy Football Roundtable podcast the other day. But um, what are your thoughts on the offseason of the Houston Texans? Yeah, I, I really do like Cooks. I really do like Cobb. The issue with both of them is that they're not DeAndre Hopkins. You know, like – DeAndre Hopkins is one of those like game-changing receivers, um, one of those throw-it-up guys in any situation. Um, but I think with having a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, I, I think Deshaun Watson's probably a top-three quarterback in the league just based on what, what he can do from the quarterback position, the throws he can make, the plays he can get out of. I think if you put Deshaun Watson on most any other teams – I think that they're probably Super Bowl caliber. But with this one, you know, you lost two running backs and you pulled in a running back who had a very good part of a season and has done nothing since. You know, David Johnson, David Johnson isn't worth, you know, the the grass that DeAndre Hopkins walks on. You know, it's it's just it's 
baffling to me what they did without any true reasoning of why they did it. And I well, other than Bill O'Brien is a nut job and yeah. didn't like DeAndre Hopkins, really. That's the moral of the story, right? Yeah, it's and that's one of those things where you know you kind of got to put your pride behind you and just say, like, this is this is one of those guys who can make or break a team. And you know, he got rid of him. And I think he got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I think they get rid of him uh, after this year. I think Deshaun Watson maybe has one, maybe two more years in Texans before he finally says screw it and moves on. Well, um, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, they have they have to make the decision. They'll be able to franchise tag him after this year is over. But I really think that the defining the defining factor is going to be is if they're bad this year. Obviously, Bill O'Brien gets cleaned house. They're going to have to bring a head coach in that Deshaun Watson likes, or Deshaun Watson's not going to sign on the dotted line. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the big thing. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where you know it's you you got to go to your stars, you got to go to your players, and Deshaun Watson needs to have the defining factor in who be, comes in as head coach, in what system comes in. Um, but yeah, I just the Texans organization, the Texans could be so good, they could be such a good football team, but there's just something in that organization that just wants to hold them back. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Bill O'Brien, yeah. the GM, is not very good. Bill O'Brien, the coach, is not terrible. They've had some good seasons, but I think they've had good seasons in spite of him. But transitioning over to their schedule right now, um, they have one of the hardest first four games of the season than anybody in the entire National Football League. Um, first game of the season at Kansas City. Um, opening the season off on Thursday, then they tr- then they're at home for Baltimore. <laughs> God, and they're traveling to Pittsburgh, and then they're back home for Minnesota. Um, four teams that I think are going to be very good potential playoff teams this year. Uh, Jacob, what do you have them starting the season? You know, as of right now, I've actually got them at two and two. But I think I'm going to make a game time decision and change that Minnesota game to a loss and give them the win over the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers and then the rest of the three year losses. I have them starting off the season a whopping 0 4. Um, I don't think they're going to win a game right there. I just don't see it, foresee it happening. Transitioning into the next four games, we've got at home. It gets a little bit, so not a little bit easier, just a tad easier here. Um, they're at home for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then they travel to Tennessee. Then they're uh, at home for Green Bay. They got the bye week smashed in there. And then they have the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. What do you got going for those four games? Uh, you said it's easier, but it's just easier because they play the wor- what, I think, what I think is going to be the worst team in the league yeah. twice. Um, I've got them at two and two in those two games, uh, bringing their record to three and four. Uh, for me, um, I think I think almost any team that plays Jacksonville will beat Jacksonville, but there's no way they're going to beat Tennessee in Nashville, or there's no way they're beating Green Bay anywhere they play them. I think you have at three and five, though, right? Because we're at eight games. Yes, right yes, 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 yes. Okay. So I have them going one and three down that stretch. I have them one and seven uh, right now heading into the second half of the season. I really, truly feel like Bill O'Brien will be fired right around this time frame heading into uh, – Mid-year. I think he's going to be fired mid-year. I don't have a doubt in my mind, in my opinion. Um, this is, And that's the reason why. So, look, I have them 1-7 in seven at, the eight, at the halfway mark. I think Bill O'Brien gets fired here. And then, of course, they take on – they go to Cleveland. They travel to Cleveland. They're at home for New England. 
travel to Detroit, and then they're at home for Indianapolis. Um, I have them right there at two and two. I've got them um, losing to Cleveland, and then I have them beating New England and Detroit, and then losing to Indianapolis uh, right there. So that that's where I got them. What about you? I have them losing to Cleveland, losing to New England, and then beating Detroit and Indianapolis. So I have them at two and two, just a little bit different. Absolutely. Heading into the final four games of the season, at Chicago, at Indy, Cincinnati, and Tennessee, I have them going. I have them winning three of the last four games as well. Um, I've got them beating Chicago, beating Indy, beating Tennessee in the last game of the season. I think that's the pivotal. I think that's the upset game right there. I think the game against Tennessee, I think Tennessee's going to walk into that game thinking they're going to be a 9-17 and like we spoke about on the last episode. And I think Watson's going to surprise them there and beat them. And I've got them finishing 6-10. and I had them starting off 1-7, and but finishing the season strong once Bill O'Brien is out the door. Um, what do you got over the last four games? Uh, I have them over the last four. I've got them at one and three. Um, I think they're going to lose to Chicago. DeAndre Watson's next team, maybe. My, I would like that, but who knows. Um, and then losing to Indy, losing to Cincy, and then beating Tennessee. Like you said, I think that's the game. Tennessee rolls in uh, you know, eight and seven, trying to get that ninth win, and then uh, Rugg kind of gets swept out from underneath them. And they, for me as well, finish six and ten. Yeah, six and ten. I'm smashing the under. The, mm-hmm. uh, the over under is seven and a half. This is crazy to me because I think three of the four teams I am smashing the under on. And then that's going to transition into talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Much has talked about what the Buccaneers did this offseason, and we talked a little bit about them last week. But I think the Colts had a pretty big offseason as well. Um, Obviously, the key addition, um, you know, they were 7-9 and last year. They heard the news of Andrew Luck retiring just a couple weeks before the season. Uh, and then the season kind of felt like loss. They were adjusting to Brissett as a starting quarterback. A lot of people were putting a lot of stock in Brissett. Brissett's not very good. He's a very good, capable backup. And then, of course, their key additions this offseason, they brought in Phillip Rivers, who I think this was a great signing for Frank Reich's offense. I think it's actually it's a fantastic signing, in my opinion. They also brought in Xavier Rhodes. They stole DeForest Buckner from the 49ers. They drafted Michael Pittman Jr., which I think is a fantastic drafting out of USC. And then they brought in who I think was the best running back in this draft, Jonathan Taylor. They brought him in as well. The firepower on the offense got really good. They did lose Devin Funches, Dontrell Lemon, Eric Ebron, Joe Hag, and Adam Vinatieri. Not too, too bad there. Last year's record, 7-9, and nine, like I said. Um, and... The strength of schedule, they have the 16th, tied for 16th hardest record uh, schedule this year. Over and under on these guys right now is eight and a half. Um, speaking just a little bit, I love their offseason. I love the Pittman. I love the Taylor. I love the Rivers. Not very positive side. But the, the Jack Doyle, the tight end, I think he's going to be good. I need, I need 16 games out of him. T.Y. Hilton looks like he's already hurt. So we're not going to get 16 out of him. Who's going to catch the ball outside of Pittman? Um, I, I I struggle there. I, I do. But to me, their offseason was massive, especially stealing Buckner away from the 49ers. I thought that was a fantastic move. What are your thoughts on that offseason? Uh, yeah. I mean, getting Phillip Rivers, that was just huge. I think, you know, I think last year Jacoby Brissett came in and he was a capable backup uh, you know, one of those guys who you can throw in and try to win a game later. I agree. I don't think he's um, 
I don't think he's a starting quarterback. Funny enough, I do think he's better than Ryan Tannehill when Ryan Tannehill got $100 million. So who, what do I know? Um, but I think last year, I think they were a playoff team. Uh, even with Brissett as a starting quarterback, I think a few of those games could have gone the other direction. Um, so bringing in Phillip Rivers, a guy, a veteran guy, guy who knows what he's doing, um, I think that that's going to do nothing but help them. And then, yeah, getting in Xavier Rhodes and DeForest Buckner to really help that defense. And then drafting Jonathan Taylor, um, I think they made all the right moves that you should make if you want to compete for the playoff Super Bowl, et cetera. Absolutely, 100%. Um, all right, so let's transition into their uh, season as a collective whole. The over-under is eight and a half. To start the season, they have, they're have they on the road against Jacksonville. They're at home for Minnesota, at home for the Jets, and then on the road against Chicago. What do you have them going on those first four games? Oh, uh, first four, you'll notice something with uh, with the first half and the second half, but the first four I have them going 4-0. I have three and one right there, uh, losing to Minnesota. Uh, the next four games, we go two games, and then we're at the bye. They're at Cleveland, at home for Cincinnati. They got the bye week at Detroit, and then they take on the Baltimore Ravens at home. What do you have for the record there? Uh, I think I think that they're going to start the season off seven and zero, and then their first loss will be to Baltimore. So those next four, I have them at three and one. Uh, they start the season seven and zero. And then we'll see where it goes from there. I have them at six and two at the break. I have them um, losing to uh, Baltimore as well. Head into the next four games at Tennessee, Green Bay at home, Tennessee at home, and then they are on the road for Houston. Um, what do you have the records at there? And that one, I've got them going one and one and three. Only win is to uh, is to Tennessee at home. Um, and yeah, I've got them going three and one there. I've got their only loss going to Tennessee. I think they were split with Tennessee this year. So that gives them uh, three and one. And then the last four games of the season, I think I love their last four games of the season. And for me, that's why I think they're going to have a strong season. They're at the Raiders. They're at home for Houston. They are on the road for Pittsburgh. And then they are at home for the final game of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you have them going there? Um. So I've got them in the last four. I've got them going two and two, uh, losing to Las Vegas, losing to Pittsburgh, but beating Houston. And then that Jacksonville game, I think, just as pivotal for the Titans. Um, In that Houston game, I think that Jacksonville game is going to be just as pivotal because I think the Colts are going to go in nine and six. Titans are going to go in eight and seven. You know, a Colts loss, a Titans win could get them into the playoffs, get them the win of the uh, division. But I don't think they, uh, I don't think the Titans do it. But I think the Jack, not the Jags, the Colts beat the Jags and finish the season ten and six. I have them going eleven and five. I, I, I'm very, I feel very strongly about those eleven wins. Um, I, I think low end they do go ten and six. I'm very pleased with their schedule. I'm very pleased with those last four games of the season. I did have them going two and two. I have them splitting with Houston. Um, but I could, I could easily see them winning eleven to twelve games. This is a ten to twelve win team. Period. Um, yep. The only way it doesn't happen is if River gets, Rivers gets hurt. I, that's the only way this team is going to go downhill. Um, I do think the the Colts, for me, if I knew I was getting 16 out of T.Y., if I knew I was getting 16 out of Jack Doyle, the Colts would be my team that I would be as my sleeper pick to win the Super Bowl this year or at least go to the Super Bowl this year because I feel like they are equipped on defense 
um, to beat a Kansas City. They're equipped on defense to beat a Baltimore, and they have a high-powered offense. They've got a dual-threat running back with Mack and Taylor I like a whole lot. This Vegas over-under is 8.5. We said we're going to smash the under in all three of those AFC uh, South teams with with the uh, Titans, with the Texans, and the Jaguars. I am – I would bet the house, the house, the mortgage, the car, you know, every the, – bet the farm – on the Colts and this over eight and a half is insane. There's, there's just again, Philip Rivers gets hurt. Maybe this is a different story, but I'm telling you, I got. There's no way they win less than ten games this year, Jacob. No. Yeah, no. I, I agree. I agree, and um, I think I have. I do have them at ten and six. I think that's on the low end. Uh, I think a lot of those games they could easily take. I think they're a team that can compete with the Kansas Cities, like you said, with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm smashing the over, betting everything on the over. Um, yeah, I like the – you know, the AFC South, they're probably one of the weakest divisions in football, I'd say. But there's always one team that kind of like pushes them into the, oh, maybe they're not that bad. Maybe this team's just that good. And I think this team is going to be um, as good as probably anyone in the NFL. Absolutely agree 100%. Um, all right, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Sports Report podcast. Make sure to check out all the other shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network, including the Fantasy Football Roundtable. We've got the Top 10 with Tia. We've got the Geek Vibe Show. Um, We've got so many other shows on the network that are fantastic. Uh, Make sure to check out the Film Optics Podcast. Christian's been uh, doing some great work. Also check out his new articles he's been posting on the website. The gaming article that he posted was phenomenal. It's a great piece. Very controversial, but a lot of people loved it. Uh, Make sure to check out to the musiccitydrivein.com. Give Jacob a follow on Twitter Twitter at tberry57. Give myself a at Ricky Valera underscore. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.